It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Castrovince, and this is our latest look at the Detroit Tigers. I'm joined by Jason Beck. And right away, Beck, I got to complain because I was uh, rooting for Team Italy, and Miggy Cabrera kind of broke their hearts with the uh, game-tying home run in the ninth. And Team Venezuela goes out to win that tiebreaker on Monday night, and you know, Team Italy, uh, they fought the good fight back, but uh, that's a tough lineup to go up against, ultimately. I mean, the great thing about watching Italy compete, and I can't say I watched a ton of them, given the schedule, but, you know, they didn't seem to back down from anybody, but you can't throw Miguel Cabrera a pitch there. Even if he hit yeah. his spot and, and put it down around the knees, but over the plate, you, you can't throw him that right there in that situation. I'm sorry. That's just, you know, and, and it was a classic Miguel Cabrera swing. You know, it looks like he's just he's just lost in the ball, and it just goes. I feel like I've seen that like a hundred times. I, I probably, I've probably seen it like a few hundred times by now. <laughs> yeah, you don't, uh, Team Italy does not want to throw a meatball to uh, Miguel Cabrera. How's that for a, a bad, terrible, <laughs> oh. terrible joke? Oh, um, I, I would not. I wouldn't do that to That just uh, anyway. Good to see. Good to see Miggy uh, in in midseason form there with that home run. But uh, you know, last week back we we were talking about the Tigers pitching this spring has really struggled, and literally while we were recording the podcast, Anibal Sanchez gave up uh, two uh, two run home runs. You know, he's had a particularly rough spring, but uh, it sounds like he's trying to get back on track. And part of that involved uh, throwing on the side to Brad Osmond. Brad Osmond's uh, behind the dish. What was behind that? You know, it's, uh, I hadn't had a chance to, to talk to him about that, but he's working on doing it, and, you know, he's working on trying to find that stuff, trying to find the movement, I, I think, as much as anything. And, uh, you know, it, it comes on the heels of some interesting comments from, from pitcher good Rich Doobie, who told reporters here in Tigers camp that, look, you know, he's going to have to make adjustments as if his velocity might not come back. You know, because we've been talking with Sanchez really since the start of spring, if not before that, about how I asked him, it's like, is it more important to have the velocity back or the movement? He said he wants the velocity back. Well, Doobie said, well, you know, he's been working hard and it hasn't come back, and I think he's going to have to try to work as if it's never going to come back, or at least not anytime soon, which means throwing a slower change up, which means focusing more on movement with some of these pitches, and kind of doing what what umpteen other older pitchers have done over the years, even though when you look at Anibal's age, he's not that old. But he might have to take those steps of like, you know, say Kenny Rogers did after his velocity went in his mid-30s. But uh, Roy Halladay had to do that, that a lot of other guys have had to make that tough decision and say, hey, I can't wait for velocity to come back. I've got to find a way to get guys out right now and how do I do that well 
instead of working off, you know, throwing your changeup as if you're throwing off a mid-90s fastball still, you've got to throw it as if you're changing speeds off of a 90-mile-an-hour fastball or at 87 or 88. You've got to throw that fastball maybe in the 80s, settle for that, but with movement. Um, you know, look at spin rate. Look at, you know, where it, it moves compared to where it starts, stuff like that. And I think this is kind of a, you know, you almost want to call it an intervention with Anibal, but, you know, if, if he's going to survive here, you know, this might be his best hope. Well, another guy who had to make adjustments uh, as he compiled innings in his career was Justin Verlander, and you know, he flourished as a result. And, and last season was a, a huge bounce-back year for him. As a result, this spring training is, is probably not uh, as much of an emphasis as it was last spring when we were you know, kind of interested to see if, if the changes or if the adjustments he made uh, uh, towards the end of 2015 would, would bear fruit in the new year. Um, so just kind of you just kind of go through the motions like any other veteran, but he's having a really strong spring. Yeah, he, you know, he's, with the, with the except for, you know, a, a rough inning or two, he's looked really good all spring. And he, he's tried to go back to what the his springs used to be about before he had to worry about being healthy and and, and working on particular pitches. He, he's looking to build to a point where when he gets to opening day, he's ready. I think, you know, he said going into camp, he doesn't want to have one of those years. And he's actually surprisingly had quite a few of them, if you look back, to where he has a slow April, slow maybe first half of May, maybe entire May, and then finds it, and then he's locked in. He wants to be locked in from the start. I think he, he took last year pretty personally that way. And uh, you, you kind of see the, the fruits of that labor coming through where, through where he's further ahead right now than I think he's been in a lot of camps. Uh, how about Michael Fulmer coming off uh, Rookie of the Year run? He had that mild ankle injury, but uh, I think he was down for like 10 or 12 days and, and didn't look any worse from the time off uh, his last trip to the mound. Yeah, I, I don't know how bad that ankle injury was. He, really, from from the time it happened, he didn't look all that hobbled. But I, I think the precaution of skipping him that start, you know, kind of pushed him out of consideration for, for the World Baseball Classic. But yeah, I don't think a whole lot of guys were torn up about because it gave them a chance to bring him back a little bit more slowly. And I think they liked the idea of giving him a little extra break right there and you know, letting him kind of build a little bit slower, knowing that he threw a lot of innings last year more than they would have liked, and to give him a little bit more leeway to uh, – build at a more deliberate pace with the idea of getting him ready, ready to go right as spring training ends as opposed to having him game ready just a little bit too early. Uh, I enjoyed uh, Brad Ausmus' assessment. Uh, this, this is regarding the bullpen and uh, regarding Arsenio Leon in, in particular. He said he's, he's thrown the ball as well as anybody in camp, and he's not even in camp. What's the story with Leon and, and perhaps his chances of uh, getting in the big league picture this year? Um, he's kind of that classic Dave Dombrowski type uh, invite. That you know the type of guys that have continued under Alavila throws hard, 95, 97 miles an hour with the fastball. He's got a pretty good slider when he gets it right, and he was a guy that they they were impressed with out of winter ball, and they took a shot on. Uh, the one difference this year was that they didn't give him a uh, major league invite. Um, it was basically a straight minor league deal. He was okay with it, 
and it set them up to where they can just bring them over on days where they want to pitch them and they can choose a setting and they can uh, take a look. It's, it's really been interesting to watch because he comes out and he feels like he can be a major league pitcher. He's not short on confidence talking with him the other day in uh, Tampa after he threw there. Um, you know, he feels like that you know, he just needs the opportunity and he can run with it. I don't know if he's going to have that spot right out of the gate, but uh, he's got a chance to put himself into a position where, uh, you know, if somebody struggles in April or if somebody's injured, he's got a chance to swipe a spot and then make him, you know, he might be able to run with it from there. Uh, I guess the best comparison is, you know, they hit gold without Albuquerque back in, in 2011. And really, for years since then, they've been trying to chase the next Albuquerque. And they've made some some, uh, some pretty rough signings that way. Granted, they were low risk, but they were guys who just were, were very wild, gifted arms, but just couldn't corral it. Leon seems to have that type of arm, but a way better grasp of the strike zone. Uh, and it's, it's a credit that they were able to find him. Really, after he didn't even pitch in uh, affiliated minor league baseball last year, he was pitching in Mexico, not the winter league, the summer league. So, you know, this was good work on their part. One last thing, Beck. Uh, Tyler Collins had that uh, uh, strained uh, lat uh, early in camp, and, and that hampered his throwing and, and probably hampered his chances of uh, the center field, uh, you know, the opening day job at center field. But what's the latest on Collins and his recovery? Well, he started uh, playing in center field a couple of days ago. He got his first start in center on Monday, uh, got a, a decent amount of work in, and he looked good. Uh, he handled the spot fairly well. Uh, really, uh, even though he missed a, a good amount of time, I don't know if it cost him that much in the competition. Uh, a, because he's a left-handed hitter, and the only other candidate from the left side that they have right now is Anthony Ghost, who has not looked... I mean, he's looked okay at the plate, but that with that type of impact that that uh, you get from Collins. A and B, Collins is out of lining league options, so he's really got a chance to force their hand and make them uh, commit to him. Uh, I, I still think, even though Jacoby Jones has made a whale of an impression in camp, that right now I, I still expect that it's going to be a platoon between Collins and Mikey Matuk in, the, in center field. Um, you know, we'll see if it's a strict lefty-righty platoon or maybe one guy or the other gets the edge. It might depend on the ballpark, too. It's an awful lot of ground to cover in Comerica Park, whereas you know, some of these other ballparks that they go to, it's a little bit easier to get away with maybe somebody who's not a true center fielder there. But uh, that, my, my evaluation of that, my prediction, I guess, has really changed. All right, there you have it. The latest from Jason Beck. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Detroit Tigers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.